Good evening. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? Just can't get to sleep? Well, I think you're in the right place. Welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights. Usually I tell you, you know, brush your teeth and all that, wash your face. Probably good good bets, but get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. We'll do the rest. Podcast is going to create a safe place where you can put all that stuff that's going through your brain aside. Just listen to my story, and it'll carry you off into dreamland. Now, the reason it works, if this is your first time here or you're a skeptic, I understand it. There's a lot of people selling a lot of, pardon my language, bullshit out there. Now, I'm not here to sell you hypnotic tapes or some sort of fancy sleep-related vitamin or sleep coaching, like a one-on-one sleep sleep advice or life advice, any of that. I'm just a person that tells stories that start out interesting and get a little bit more and more boring. And that's how it's going to work. You're going to listen. And if you listen, I'm going to take your mind off stuff. And then as it goes on, you're going to be like, man, this is so dull. I just woke up for work or class or whatever. So that's uh, kind of a a bad summary of how the podcast works. So, yeah, if you can't sleep and you've tried the other stuff, believe me, this podcast doesn't work for everybody. Don't work for if you try it doesn't work for you. I'm sorry if you can't sleep. I, I am sorry, and I hope you find something that does. But that's all I ask. Give it a shot. It's worked for other people. People that are suffering just like you. People that have tried pills or, I mean, here's the here's the thing. If you can't sleep, and if you listen to the podcast, you might have heard this little bit of a spiel. I don't know if this is a spiel. Spiel spiel. Uh, speech, whatever. And it's more of a attempt for rapport, a real rapport to establish with you new listeners. It's like a lot of times when you tell someone you can't sleep, if they're a normal, a normal sleeper, they can't relate. And they want to give you all this kind of crappy advice. Oh, have you tried counting sheep? I mean, have don't choke anybody when they say that, but that's what you want to do probably. Or, you know, my grandma, oh, why can't you sleep? Can't sleep? Are you fucking kidding me, bro? I'm just trying to express my... I'm trying to collect these thoughts here. Uh, you, you tell somebody you can't sleep, they always... It's a dime a dozen, the stuff they give you, but none of it's helpful. And I'm not saying I'm here with all the answers, no. And moving forward as this podcast goes over the next few months, we will try to find some concrete steps you can take to help you fall asleep if you hang in there. Um... Maybe we can help solve some of those underlying problems together as a community. But this podcast is just to take your mind off stuff and bore you to sleep. It's my outlet for my inability to be interesting, unfortunately. But I have a surplus of boring... uh, (laughs) Unfortunately, my skill set is telling boring... I mean, look look at it. I can't even get through this thought. And that's, that's the kind of sweet little gems that will hopefully carry you off into dreamland. Okay? If you need to find us on the web, we're at www. 
www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. That's where you'll find older episodes, show notes, like if I talk about stuff about LeVar Burton. He's probably going to come back up tonight. You can find that stuff on there. You can also put comments. If you want to email me instead, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. If you're on Twitter, it's at Dearest Scooter, D-E-A-R-E-S-T, Scooter, on Twitter. And every morning on Twitter, I try to post a a, a sleep-related news story. And I know if you're some internet consultant, you get somebody, well, why are you posting on the website, blah, blah, blah. I'll get around to it, okay? And, yeah, why aren't I writing blog articles? What the idea? I'm here to make a podcast to put you to sleep. That's my number one priority. And I'm here every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday night for you. And I don't know. Do I, do I have another point? No. All right, so I gave you the email, the website, and all that. Let's uh, get on to some housekeeping. We got a lot of housekeeping to cover because I uh, we're, we're a little bit backed up, and and more than backed up, I just have a wonderful, wonderful audience. And I want to say thank you to everyone that's taken the time to reach out to me, and I want to thank you individually. And maybe this is going to get to the point where you guys are so great, I'm not going to be able to get to everybody. And we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge and burn it when we cross it and burn it. But let's get on to the uh, thank yous. And if I missed anybody, God forbid, there was one time. Well, we'll get to useless stories. Let's get let's get the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, first on my list here is Ast Finkter, and I don't know if that's a a dirty thing. And Ast Finkter, Ast Finkter. I guess it is. So you got me, but and I'm not mad. I might not even be on purpose. Asked Fink, uh, asked Finkter. It couldn't. It might not be. It could be somebody I know. I don't know. But thank you for your iTunes review, Navy Girl, or Navy Girl. Thank you for your iTunes review as well. I hope they're helping you out. And then the next, everything else coming in no particular order. Here we got Liz. She did a blog post about us over at her blog at Coffee Chat One Hundred One. .tumblr.com, and that's like Tumblr, the the internet word, which is like, t, uh, yeah, T-U-M-B-L-R.com. Thank you, Liz, and I'm glad the podcast helped me out, and thank you for taking the time to write write stuff about us. Thank you, and I hope some maybe some of your followers, you know, you help them, and I hope some, maybe some of us check you out. I, I, I was super rolling through your thing this morning. I found some cool stuff over there at coffeechat101.tumblr.com. Thanks, Liz. Juan, you hit us up on Twitter and on the blog. Thank you, buddy. And I see your website's under a little bit of construction. When you get every your music out there, let me know, and I can uh, share your website. Also, looks like you're in uh, Rochester, New York. So shout-out to Rochester, former home at Eastman Kodak. Also... At one time, former home to my sister, but no longer. And an airport that I've flown in and out of more than one time. QM on Twitter. Thank you for recommending to your friend to check out the podcast. I hope it helps them. Angie, Mike, and Michelle, thank you for your wonderful words of encouragement. I mean, along with everybody else, but wow. I mean, this guy, Mike. Mike, I couldn't put it into an email, but he's a longtime listener. And uh, I almost was like, 
waiting for you to try to sell me something. That's how, I mean, paranoid, crazy I am. But also how wonderfully kind and uh, supportive your email was. So thank you. And thank you also, Angie Michelle. I'm not knocking you guys. You're the best, too. But, Mike, thanks. Sarah and shirts. I may have thrown, flown over shirts. I forgot to double check when I was in the plane. But Sarah, uh, who has commented before, another hardcore. Well, I don't know if you're a hardcore listener, Sarah, but you are a very supportive listener. Sarah, she responded to my shout out for help for Android users. Sarah uses Pocket Casts. And she says it's great. So, Android users, try out Pocket Casts because I'm not. Feeling it with the Stitcher, the the way the podcast is sounding on Stitcher. And I'm going to give it a, a listen this week. I haven't listened to it in a couple, uh, about a week. And I'll check in. But for now, Pocket Casts, endorsed by Sarah from Shirts, Texas. And that is, is a long, it's, it's, we had a little bit of a list there of wonderful people. If you want, if you got anybody, if, if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. I don't think I did. And, wow, anybody that's not listening, you don't have to contact me. I love hearing from you. Keeps me going. Keeps me pumped. Let's me know that uh, I'm actually helping people, which is always good. And, again, I'm going to stress this real quick and then we'll move on, is that this is a community of people that are all suffering from the same thing. Maybe it's a little bit of life, but a lot of it is sleeplessness or difficulty falling asleep in the midst. Some people might be a short-term thing. Some people might be a long-term thing. Whatever. Uh, I, even if we I haven't come up with anything we can do together to help each other, but just know that really when you, you hear my voice, you're not alone. we got all these people, Angie, Sarah, Juan, Mike, Liz, Michelle, and everybody else that I, I've talked, to in other, I talked about in other episodes. They're all in it with you, so you're not alone. So if I've never heard from you, and I never do, but you're listening, you're still not alone, okay? So that's that's the, that's the important part of the community right now is that even though it might not feel like it or I might not be doing, <laughs> I might not have any, might not be doing anything, our communities, uh, we're in the uh, formative stages, I guess, maybe is the term. So, yeah, so that's it. And let's get on to the show. Hey, guys. Um, you might be wondering, hey, what's going on? You know, I, I last episode had Bernie the Butterfly, and I know I, I I timed things terribly that the one episode I've missed or, or that I didn't, like, usually I record the episodes about two or three days ahead of time. I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I'm going to. Like usually Tuesday nights, I record Thursday night's episode. Thursday night, I record Sunday's episode. Sunday, I record Tuesday's episode. That would be my normal schedule. Sometimes things get mixed around, but uh, I had uh, put Bernie the Butterfly. I knew I wasn't going to be able to record an episode for the Tuesday, which is actually right now when I'm recording. I knew I wouldn't get, be able to get it edited and up in time, so I recorded it ahead of time about a week, at, week or two about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, and I, I did not know it would be episode 100. So, wow, big celebration for episode 100. So we're going to do a little, uh, not a celebration, this is episode 101. We 
which is a, maybe a nicer number because it has a one zero one. So no one that's all binary feels left out. We've got ones and zeros or whatever. Uh, so this is going to be kind of a spur. I have some stuff written. But this is going to be like a, a meet and greet episode because I know a lot of people have been asking – I know some people have been asking, oh, we want to hear more about you or more about, you know, what the podcast. And I'm not the most – so I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it in a meandering and boring way. So we're going to get to some stuff about the history of the podcast and storytelling and all that. But first we need to uh, talk about LeVar Burton. Now, I love Bernie the Butterfly. Bernie the Butterfly did not really like LeVar Burton. And I can see there's a lot of butterfly gripes about Bur- um, LeVar Burton, I heard, I heard what Bernie was saying, and I respectfully understand what he was saying. Well, I guess, yeah, I don't disagree. I can understand why the butterflies don't want any attention. But I don't want to take, to take anything away from what I know about LeVar Burton, which is very little as a person. But what I do know as a, a pop culture phenomenon, I would honestly say, is that he's wonderful. And it just happened to be that Bernie the Butterfly... When they talk about zeitgeist or having your pulse on things, is like right after Bernie came in the studio and recorded that episode with me, boom, LeBar Burton's in the news with his Kickstarter campaign promoting reading and reading Rainbow, reading Rainbow app. I don't really know. I posted it, www.sleepingpodcast.com slash 100. In the show notes, you'll, you'll be able to link to the Kickstarter video. I think there's, when you're hearing this, a few more days left if you're rich and you want to donate some money. It seems like a great program to bring reading and literacy to more people. So I just want to put that out there is that I don't have anything against LeVar Burton, but I'm not worried about that because not only do I not have anything against LeVar Burton, I have a, a – wow. I mean I just scratched the surface a few seconds ago, but I, I'm like – I'm not sure if it's his his genuineness, his enthusiasm, just his overall charisma – he just seems like a great guy, and I, I'm not a huge star. I don't have anything against Star Trek, but I was I was not a regular viewer of Next Generation. I did see some episodes. We seem great on that, but I have me and Lavar. I, I mean, I honestly feel like he's a friend. Like as a kid, when I was exposed to Reading Rainbow and Lavar Burton, it kind of felt like he was like he overrode your stranger danger, but. Well, Varburton is like sealed in my mind as like one of the formative memories of my youth. And this will be like a little bit of starting to get to know me a little bit better. And for Juan especially, I grew up uh, Juan, Rochester area. I grew up in Syracuse, New York. And uh, you can look it up depending on where you're from. It's either a city or it's either a small city or a big town. If you're from a big city, it's probably a small town, a uh, big town. From a town, it might be a small city. I don't know. It's in the Rust Belt, I think. I don't even know if it's officially in the Rust Belt. Let's not worry about it. This is in a Syracuse history of the Salt City, the Great Salt City. This is in a history of Syracuse podcast yet. But uh, it is about, so I grew up in Syracuse. I'm the oldest of six kids. There you go. You got some personal info. Now, my brother and sister, they're... Uh, the kind of twins that aren't identical. I think it's fraternal because they're a boy and a girl. Um, 
two years younger than me. And it just so happened at some point one summer, my mom's got to deal with six kids. She would drive us, me, my brother, and my sister. At some point, we got old enough to be dropped off at the local library, the local uh, local library, a small branch on Geddes Ave in Syracuse, New York. Look it up. Maybe I'll share it in the... I'm not even sure if it's there. And there's this wonderful librarian there. Of course, I don't remember her name because I'm a terrible person. I mean, know that as I tell you the story, but she was an angel of a librarian. And she, uh, we, we got there, showed up at this library. They have this thing called the Summer Reading Game. And, you know, you read books, you tell a librarian about it, you get to, like, color in something, you get a little prize. I could, for me, and this, I'm not trying to sound trite or overly melodramatic. I don't even know what the term is. Like, this was like a groundbreaking, like I said, a formative experience. I couldn't believe I was getting this praise and reward for something I already enjoyed doing. And it was like, I was like, wow, wow this is something I'm actually good at, reading books, I mean, that I enjoy. And now I'm getting all this positive, positive stuff about it. And I don't know if Reading Rainbow or PBS or LeVar Burton himself was sponsoring the summer reading game, but it was a lot of LeVar Burton Reading Rainbow tie into this. And so whenever I think about that, I think about watching, and maybe we just watched Reading Rainbow every day. That's probably it. We watch Reading Rainbow at the library every day. But just something, and, and I know, well, I hope, I hope, you know, you, you don't need the same memory. But even in the midst of any darkness from your childhood that you might have, there's got to be the one, one or two memories in there where, you know, as time passes, you look back and you see some, it was a subtle magic at play there that this, this, this person, this wonderful librarian, who I'm just totally degrading by not knowing her name, she had nice dark hair, smile, probably was a little bit in love with her. Uh, she took the time. I mean, she was doing her job. She was getting paid. You might say that. But or she enjoyed her job enough. I don't know. Something was transferred there. And and, and to be honest, I can't go back and, and do a binary digit-by-digit digit analysis of my life, but somehow that experience... And being able to watch LeVar Burton and reading Rainbow, somehow it, it led me to here. I mean, two and two, you know, doesn't freaking add up to me doing a podcast about being boring. But somehow I got here and I was there. And I could tell you without that, without LeVar Burton and without this librarian, which I'll do you justice, ma'am. I'm sorry that I um, I just thought of this today, but... Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm rambling. I, and I, I guess, well, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to bore you. And my personal issues are kind of boring. And uh, so, yeah. And another pro tip about while we're on the Reading Rainbow subject. Now, I don't know. I think we got a pretty, pretty decent age range here. There's a Reading Rainbow app. I haven't checked that out. And I'm sure Reading Rainbow... If you, if you didn't check it out, you should because if you're ever feeling down or, 
you ever really want to get on someone's nerves or you ever run across a hardcore Reading Rainbow fan like myself, you can have a little bit of fun, which is like, uh, well, hold on, let me, let me get it. I'm going to, I'm going to get in the zone. I'll be right back. Okay. Sorry. I had to get a little zone there. Uh, so you can do this if, like, say, let's say you're trying to pick a movie or you're reading a menu or, you know, you just want to freestyle improv it. You know, you can come up with anything. That's when the kids did the, uh, the stand, the book reviews. They talked about the books. They'd be like, kind of like, a, hi, my name's uh, Dear Scooter, and I, I, I want to talk about uh, the uh, Sleep With Me podcast by Drew Ackerman. And it's a podcast about being born, you know, and you just do that and you go, and you, know, you never know when you're going to be. You should have a punchline, which I didn't pre-write a punchline because I didn't know. Um, and you can, or you could just be negative or talk about boring. I wish I had pre-prime uh, this for some kill, killer material here because usually I'm pretty funny. I guess maybe I'm on the spot. And I don't want to yell. That's the other thing. I probably am pretty loud when I do. But, I'll, I mean, I will do it till you hate me. Be like, oh, you know, let's see. I guess it, it, at a restaurant's a pretty good example. That's probably why <laughs> probably people don't want to eat with me. But if my, oh, you might. Uh, hi, this is uh, Lil Lulu, and I'm uh, here to talk about the cop salad. Now, the cop salad has a bunch of crap on it. And it's gonna give you a heart attack, and but you know I don't know I'm choking, but ba 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 bump. I don't know what that's it. Do do do. I think it's a punchline. Just forget everything. If and if God forbid, if Levar Burton's listening at this point, Levar, maybe you should just go and listen to the earlier podcast where Bernie just yells at you, because that's probably more entertaining than this. Childhood hero alert! I just choked. Okay, so but see. Even in this podcast, Teachable Moment, ba ba bump. That's a book by a lady called The Teacher That Knows Everything. And she taught every time I do something wrong, she says that's a teachable moment. And then I burned her house down. And then she said, you're going to jail. That's a teachable moment. But I don't think so. If you want to read about the teachable moment and find out what happens, go to your local library or bookstore. Signing out. Bum, bum, bum. That's the best I could come up with. But, yeah, so just YouTube, like, reading Rainbow Book Review or something. And then go ahead and annoy your friends. Or guys, gals, if you're on a date, do it. And then if it goes well, you can thank me. If it goes poorly, probably with some, something else in the, that just exposed uh, underlying crack in the infrastructure of the potential relationship so you can thank me there too and that's a book called what an idiot knows about relationships it's a story about a guy who has a podcast whose heart was frozen because he didn't know any better and then he tried to unfreeze it by telling everyone else what to do and he ended up sad and alone and then something else happened but i can't tell you that if you want to find out what happens to this crazy dude Go down to your local library and check it out. See you later. Do-do-do. Say, okay. You pulled it out of that one. LeVar, I know you could do better than me, but... So anyway, in closing, uh, 
about this segment. Don't worry. I'm not going to give up on you guys this early. Uh, support if you if you're rich. Because since I haven't asked you guys for any money, but sooner or later I will if you're rich and you're listening to this podcast. And I mean, you know, rich. Well, even if you're well off, go ahead. I mean, LeVar Burton's Kickstarter campaign, I haven't researched it, so maybe. But if you're rich, go ahead and research it. If you're rich, you probably know what to do with your money. Look into it. If you got some bucks, kick it to LeVar uh, because he's great. And so that's LeVar Burton and me, kind of a, you got to know me a little bit there. All right, so next segment, I get a, a lot of uh, natural, oh, hold on, let me, okay, for the next segment, get it this, for this meet and greet, hopefully you're asleep, but if you're not, uh, you might be asking yourself, who, who's doing this podcast, who's this Deer Scooter character, who's this Drew Ackerman character, uh, you know, who, who are, who, what's going on, who, who are these people? Legitimate questions. Now, if you've listened to any of the bloopers that may or may not be working on Facebook that I haven't checked since Lynette told me they weren't working, sorry, Lynette, uh, you might notice that there's some a contentious relationship can be had with me, the dear scooter, the talent, what, what I would be called uh, in a professional environment. This is not a professional environment. So sometimes I lose my cool. You might hear that in the bloopers, like I'm yelling or getting angry or swearing because I get to a spot and I'm going through some of the the written material and uh, it, it's it's not up to my 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 um, high standards, so I could lose my cool. But who is dear Scooter? Let me check my notes here. It and who is this Drew Drew fellow? Right? Okay. Well, it's kind of like, and we've kind of we've kind of hinted at this, but let's get to the meat and bones of it. Is that you know, ideally we'd be saying this is like a a Bruce Wayne, Batman situation, or a uh, Superman Clark Kent. Uh, but I think I have an unfortunate feeling it's more like a well, I guess it's not a bad thing. Tyler Perry Medea type situation. But not even close because Tyler Perry and his Medea are unbelievably successful. But they're you know they're in a different business. So you're saying what is that? The fact of the matter is that Deer Scooter is a character. Character? What the fuck? Hold hold on, Pip, folks. What the fuck is this? Yeah, there's. A, I'm gonna swear now because I thought we talked about the. Okay, yeah, this is Dear Scooter here, and um, I'm not a character or a character. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, but you, you will, you, yeah. Hey, hey guys, this is Drew, and uh, um, yeah, it's kind of like a, I'm the, I'm the person that writes the podcast, and Dear Scooter's the one that performs it, but we're kind of, okay, shut up. Yeah, what he's trying to say is that uh, he's trying to take credit. Uh, I, you know, I don't have anything written here. What am I supposed to say now? Right, exactly. You need me. Okay, this is Drew. I'm going to take over Scooter because I'm going Im, 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 to improv or go off the cuff. Yeah, I'm, I write it, 
and Dearest Scooter performs it. Are we the same person? I think that depends on how you define it. I, I'm, I, I, I'm the human being behind the podcast, but it wouldn't be possible without Dearest Scooter. Now, Dear Scooter is kind of a character. Not, a, I know it's not a character. It's a, I'm not a freaking character, you jerk. Why take that back? I just, I took it back as soon as I said it. Okay, Drew here. Yeah, I, I meant. You're, he's the performing side of me. I could not. I'm not a performer. I'm not an actor, and I'm I'm very low in self confidence. And what happened was, like, a long time ago when I was just not living the life I wanted to live. And and uh, I was I had a job I hated, and I was, like, one of these – I was a wannabe. I was, I was like, oh, someday I'm going to write movies and all this kind of stuff. And then I was like, okay, well – and I'm sure a lot of you have gone through this, and, and it's something you have to go through if you – for a lot of people, some people are just creative, and they they're successful artistically or professionally right away. But for some of us, it's a long, long struggle. And for me, that's what it is. And so I, ha- I came up with this character, Dearest Scooter, and it was right around the time Scooter Libby went to jail. And I was like, um, I was just thinking that, that that whole situation was strange, and that. He kind of got sent to jail, and all his buddies, you know, he kind of took the fall, it seemed like. And I was thinking, like, what would it be like to be him, and and how mad is he? And at the same time, uh, this was when I was still reading print newspapers. Um, San Francisco Chronicle was my go-to paper. And I would read through the paper, and you'd get to the advice columns. I think there was usually there's Dear Abby. And there's maybe the Miss Manners, and there's like another one, like a kind of like Dear Abby, uh, something else. I don't know. Ask Jeanette. I freaking don't know. And then I was thinking, like, I don't know about you guys, but uh, hey, can I take over, please? Hey, this is Scooter, and uh, I'm going to take over for Drew because I'm slightly smoother because I'm a performer. That's right, we're the same kind of person, but I'm I'm more confident part of Drew, I guess. I don't this is not going well, is it, Scoot? No. Okay, we Drew you take back. Okay, yeah, I didn't th- I, I didn't plan this out, people. Let's get back to Scoot. So yeah, because I don't even know how you came up with my what that's how you came up with my name, dear Scooter. I'm Scooter Libby. Yeah, you are. I mean, you're, no, you're not just Scooter Libby. This, I'm talking about the backstory. So I was thinking, huh. So I was reading these D.R. Abbey Cabot columns, and I would have a tendency to scream out while I was reading them and be yelling at the people that wrote the Dear Abbey column, which in my head I thought is a common reaction. So then I was like, I had these two things in my head getting mad at people that write into Dear Abby and and mad at the advice that was being told out. I'm not a Dear Abby hater. Rest in peace. I, I think she's passed on a few times maybe. But uh, it wasn't like I said I could give better advice. I'd just give different advice probably for, and from a spot of powerlessness and rage deep within myself is where the advice is coming from. So it's not like it was 
uh, advice coming from a well-balanced human. And then I was like, okay, Scooter. And then I was like trying to think like if Scooter Libby's up in some prison, white-collar prison, or even if he got out to jail, I think he moved to some middle of nowhere. And I was like, oh, what if he's reading these? And what if he used all his resources to, like, get in touch with these people and give them his advice or find out more about their problems? So I started a blog. I think it was called uh, it was called Dear Scooter. It was a Blogspot blog, I think, um, or WordPress. I don't know. I'll try to link to it. I haven't looked at it in a little while. Very angry. Don't be honest with you. From the perspective from. This dear scooter. So you're saying I'm angry? Oh, it's worse. So, so you better calm down. It was a very angry, misogynistic almost, and hateful. Because I, I was trying to imagine this guy. He's in a cabin, Scooter Libby, one of the most powerful men in the world. And now, throwing out like a, a bag of garbage is how it seemed to me. And this isn't politics or anything. This is just uh, observation and interest. So. I was like, oh, he's probably pissed off and, and helps me connect with a part of me that's pissed off. And you see these people asking for advice and you don't always agree with that people should even be asking for advice in a newspaper like that. And then you don't necessarily agree with the advice that's being given. And so I did some blog posts, but as it didn't take off. But the main problem was I didn't follow through on it because... I don't know why, because I just wasn't ready, I guess. I mean, I, I, didn't, I just didn't have the dedication or the drive. Maybe it was because it wasn't, it was more of a, oh, helping people, pretend, pe- pretending to help people. I don't think it was that, because I, I, it was pretty mean. But I don't think that's a bad thing, always. And I don't think in this case it was necessarily a bad thing, because it was a character. Okay, whoa, 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 bro. So you're telling me, one, I'm just a figment of your imagination. And two, the figment that I am. This is Dear Scooter, by the way, the person you trust. And this Drew person is per- 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 perpetrating on us. And you're saying I'm not only a figment of your imagination, but I'm a misogynist. And I'm hateful and angry. And like it pretty much said the worst way possible. You pretty much said I was a terrible person. And I give terrible advice. And why the f- why the f should anybody listen to you anymore? What I see, I think he's about to cry, folks. Yeah. Okay, we'll get on the mic and tell your story. Hey, you, you think I'm gonna keep working for you? Okay, it's it's true. Look, I, I yeah, I, I guess maybe I don't know if anyone's hurt by this that there's. Dear Scooter and Drew are the same person. They're kind of not, though, is the thing. Because Drew just couldn't do this podcast. Like, Drew was the one writing the Dear Scooter. And he couldn't. And uh, Drew's the one that came up with the idea for this podcast. And there's a whole backstory to that that maybe I don't think we're going to get to tonight. But uh, I, I couldn't do it. I'll be honest with you, people. This is, uh, I was too, I'm too scared. And worried about being made fun of and and humiliated. And I just don't think, like, I, I can't do, like, I can't be relaxed and and boring 
without worrying about what people are thinking. And I know, and uh, I know, I know that's natural, and and stuff. But then I found this part of me, like the essence of the scooter libby dearest scooter blog, wasn't about anger, or bad advice, or it was someone desperate to express themselves that was trapped inside me. I guess so. I mean. I think about uh, Dazed and Confused when the character, uh, uh, three honor students, I can't think of their names. I mean, the, the, the young woman and then the two guys and the guy that's talking about what they're going to do with their lives. And he says, I want to dance. And uh, it's like this part of him was coming out expressing it. And that's what uh, Scooter is. It's like, so you're like the best of me. Really, and the most, I, I'm not, I can't perform, and I can't be, I can't put myself out there. I'm just, so I need you. So I, this podcast needs you, and the person that people that listen and love is because of you, Scooter. Not, I mean, because I put the word, but you, yeah, okay, I'm to Scooter back. Yeah, you write the words and I, I deliver them. I guess we do have a wonderful thing going, even though it's on paper. It'll be in the DSVM four. I don't know. It's in the five, but probably, probably not the best. Should have probably told me you're crazy, and that I'm not real because I crashed your car. Uh, the, the, I don't have a car. Yeah, I, we bought. I bought you a car. I guess, in your name, and then I crashed it. What do you mean? You bought a car in my name? Well, let's not worry about it. Let's talk about that later, but... Okay. I, I think I can live with everything Drew's saying, and you guys should email me and let me know. Uh, and uh, the scooter talking, but I, I can understand what he's saying now because it's like uh, if Drew really is here with me, it's like I'm in this fugue state. I don't think it's a fugue state, but I really do get into sometimes. Things are going well in this podcast. I'm here, like in some kind of zone, and it's not like like people people talk about flow or collective unconscious or all this stuff. Where do these where do stories come from? And uh, I am connecting with something that's that's bigger than than this. Drew Scooter thing, and I do like, uh, I guess Drew would be Medea, though. I'd prefer to be Tyler Perry, even though that doesn't work. Reverse metaphor, like Bernie. Like, Drew's more Medea, and I'm more Tyler Perry. Uh, successful. Strapping. And you're more of a goofy, you're more of a kind of, uh, uh, calm, you know, made to be laughed at. So, yeah, that's interesting that uh, me and Drew are the same person. Uh, but we're not, is the main point, I guess, he was trying to make. But he's not good at making points. I'm not much better, but clearly I'm better than him. So, again, we're just putting that out there. Drew and Scooter are, oh, I guess, yeah, I'm the talent. Drew has no talent. That's what he was trying to say. He's got a talent for writing down boring stuff. Now, I probably, you probably put me on, uh, you put me in a thing with John Goodman and Billy Crystal. I'll be the next, uh, 
the fifth monster or whatever from Monster Inc. I'll be slaying it because I'm talent. Right, I'm getting it now. Don't get a big head. I'm not going to get a big head, you idiot. You're starting to sound like Bernie the Butterfly. <laughs> you see, you see yeah, without, without me, there'd be no Bernie the Butterfly, Drew. Yeah, he doesn't appreciate my talent. Don't worry, I'm not going to, folks, I appreciate you people. I'm not going to treat you like you're the little people you are. Because without Drew, if he cuts off the writing, I'll, I kind of be toast. I mean, yeah, I could be talent, but I wouldn't, I'd be playing a character instead of being Dearest Scooter, the uh, master of boredom. Master of boredom. I like that. So, uh, Drew, you got any other? What are, what are we going to talk about next? Okay, the original. So the original Genesis. So the original Genesis podcast. Some of you might might be asleep. Some of you might have heard this story in some form or another. Some of you might not have. But fifth and sixth grade, I couldn't sleep. Could not sleep an inch. It was you know it was rough for a fifth sixth grade kid. And a lot of it had to do with uh, fear of school, but also probably some. Uh, Probably some other stuff going on there, and I had it all. I had the mind racing. I had the uh, fear. We don't need to get into the. Could not. I couldn't sleep a wink, and we don't need uh, a lot of head to school and and stuff. And we don't need to get into all the the negative feelings. But yeah, I was stuck. I couldn't sleep. Couldn't couldn't figure out how to how to fall asleep, and I couldn't. Couldn't follow the advice people were giving me. Wasn't working for me. Like, I think I said this once. Somebody told me. Maybe, maybe it was my dad. I think he said, "Oh, someone told me to try this, and it worked once. It didn't work more than once." Was just imagine yourself descending a staircase in flowing robes. So, if you really need that, that works once. But uh, uh. So there was two things that would help. I shared in my room. Like I said, I'm the oldest of six kids. Shared a room with my brother, uh, Carl. I'm going to put his name out there. Sorry, bro. Putting your name out there in the podcast world. And uh, some nights he couldn't sleep. I would tell him boring stories. And they were probably fifth grade stories. So they were probably more simplistic than this. But that would help help him fall asleep. And it would help me relax and maybe fall asleep too. And maybe I'll tell you guys when I was at the end here. The other thing that helped me more, not fall asleep, but Sunday nights there's a show called Dr. Demento. Uh, I was on the radio, believe it or not. There was this thing called radio, wireless waves of energy. Uh, they have them in cars still. But the show was a comedy spoof song show. You can look it up on the internet. I'll put it in the show notes. Dr. Nemento, he would play spoof songs like Weird Al Yankovic and uh, Fish Heads was another big one. Pencil Neck Geek was another one. He would do a countdown. He'd play spoof songs that have theme. Show was usually some years, so it was an hour or two hours. But there's something about that that just uh, took away any of my worries about not being able to sleep. I feel like that hour or two, I was just listening to that show, and I was carried away by the uh, idea of songs about silly things or Weird Al Yankovic 
covering Michael Jackson songs and listening for all the little jokes. It was just like this little, I mean, similar to the story I told earlier. It's this little, little tiny piece of magic uh, that unlocked a, a little something inside me. And, and just, it was whimsical and, and weird, just like this podcast I strive for. Or maybe I don't strive for it, I just incidentally walk into it. But uh, with this whole Drew Deer Scooter thing. I mean, yeah, I'm, I think, I don't know, but, yeah, the, the Dr. Demento show, it was like a little bit of anesthesia or escapism or something, and it was, it was great, and, and that's why I put so much effort into the whole show of, of this podcast, I don't know if anyone's still awake now, I, I hope, but I don't care either, if you're asleep, it's great, but. I put a lot of work and effort into the shows writing them. And I'm not saying that for appreciation or I don't think the show would work. Like, for example, Get Pesos, I'm writing out every one of those episodes and they're still not hit. They still weren't hitting my standards of storytelling, even though the intention is to be boring. I don't know. It sounds crazy, but I want it to be a good, boring story uh, so that. It's one part boring you to sleep, but even if part of your mind is still connected to it, or maybe there's a few of you that can't sleep, like, there's something in there for you to just soothe you. And I know that nowadays, heck, I'm a a, a somewhat hard-edged male raised in an Irish Catholic environment, prone to being lacking feelings, but... I want this podcast to soothe you. And I know it sounds, I mean, to me, it sounds corny and weak and embarrassing and vulnerable. And that's why Scooter here is performing it because it's important for people to be soothed, you know? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm crazy. But so if you don't want to be soothed, make sure you tell me. Uh, I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable about being vulnerable here. But I hope, I, and as I know it's, I guess it's crazy to say that Dr. Demento soothed me, but Dr. Demento did. And I see a picture of him, it looks like he's done more than smooths. No, I'm not, just delete that, don't. And I know that sounds weird and, and easy to make fun of. Believe me, I wouldn't say it out loud and, and you know, that, oh, Dr. Demento soothed me. That sounds very, uh, it sounds like, Dr. Mano should be in jail. When I was fifth grade, Dr. Mano soothed me every Sunday night. Lock him up. But, again, I'm joking to deflect from the uncomfortableness of... Uh, that's one of the goals of the podcast, to bore you to sleep and soothe you. And uh, I hope I hope I, I can do that. And I guess that's like the stories I'd tell my brother. It's Maybe they soothe both of us. He claims he doesn't even remember it. That's uh, how boring I was even at that age. He doesn't even remember me telling him these boring stories. Formative for my youth <laughs> didn't even matter to him. And that's not saying a bad thing. I know what happened. Just like I know me and Deuce. Uh, so, yeah, let's, uh, hope, you know, I hope this helped you get to know me a little bit better or know us. And, yeah, it is us. There's one person that, one part of me that writes these podcasts and one part of me that performs them.
and those two meet and work together and but it's definitely two different parts of me I don't I don't know I'm crazy okay I'm a lunatic obviously I started a podcast to bore people to sleep and I love it and I love you guys for listening so and uh, yeah so it's nuts so this I'm gonna just give you a little fifth grade version of uh, this podcast and a short outro of the fifth grade boring story um, and good night thanks for listening and yeah I hope you still listen after this because I'm feeling pretty uh, vulnerable but whatever but I told you I'd do it and that's to celebrate 101 episodes thanks okay so yeah there's this guy his name was Mr. Marshmallow right and he was going and uh, he uh, he was a marshmallow man but he well he was but just a marshmallow not like a a man made of marshmallows he was just a marshmallow and he had a marshmallow face like just this regular regular sized marshmallow and he got around by jumping. He didn't have a job. He was out of work. So, and he had, what happened was he lived with his family and his wife and a bunch of mini marshmallows. And after he lost his job, he told them he would uh, he would find some other work. And then he was uh, he went out to the beach and he was hopping along the beach. He was getting all sand in his marshmallows, and people were like, "Hey, Mr. Marshmallow." can't be on the beach like somebody's gonna try to make you into a a s'more or the sun you know it's night now but the sun's gonna come out and you might uh you you could melt and he said wow i never thank you thank you uh mr seal and uh, he said you know i don't have a best friend uh you want to be friends and the seal said no i'm going back in the water catch some fish so mr marshmallow hopped around and he went into the first store he saw, and the store sold uh, ties. And he asked for a job, and they said, you don't have a neck, so we can't give you a job. So he's a little sad, and then he uh, he went to the next store, and he was hopping in, and it was sort of sold uh, roller skates, no, no legs, no job. So he's feeling down, and... Uh, He's thinking about his family, his little marshmallows. And he was thinking because he had uh, heard from this mug. He said he was going to, you know, take his house and put them put all in the hot chocolate, which was one of his this recurring dream he had. So then he went to this next store, and the next store sold Ottomans. And as soon as he walked in, a customer put his feet on him and then said, I'll take it, and then... He said, I'm not an Ottoman, you know, and then things got ugly. He was thrown out of that store. So he was like, oh, man, this is the worst. And uh, he was like, what am I going to do? And they started, uh, he started feeling like really tired, and he was by this warehouse, and he fell over. And then he rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled. And then this giant piece of wood fell on him. And he was rolling, and the piece of wood was rolling with him. And this guy was working at the warehouse, and he was like, that piece of wood weighs like, uh, first of all, it fell, it just broke, but that whatever that thing was cushioned it, and now it's moving it around. And then he said, get that piece of wood off that thing. They said, that's a marshmallow? It's got a face? 
I guess, yeah, Mr. Marshmallow. He said, well, geez, man, that was like the biggest piece of wood we got here. And this is like a wood warehouse and uh, like covered in uh, splinters. And he said, yeah, I'm a marshmallow. I can handle that. And he said, uh, you, you, uh, you haven't had a needed job? He said, I do. He said, you're hired. And uh, come, come be here tomorrow at 8 a.m. And here's your first two paychecks because uh, that piece of wood was paid for by a billionaire. And we need it. We needed it not to break, and you saved it, so boom. So he went home, ordered a pizza, and his family split it, and they celebrated, and they were like, wow, you know. You know, kids were like, Dad, thanks for keeping trying. And his wife gave him a kiss, and he was all like, ooh. And that's the end of that story. It's like the marshmallow story. That's, you know, so you might wonder is uh, what happens to marshmallows when they go in chocolate. And, you know, that'd be different than this story. If you were worried about that, we'd tell you a different story about uh, marshmallows that weren't. Those are, those are non-mammalian marshmallows. And that'd be a different story, like about uh, the magical elixir of chocolate milk or something. I don't know. So, yeah, you don't got to worry about that. And... Uh, yeah, it's not the kind of thing you think about and you worry about. And uh, you might say, like, well, what about marshmallow fluff? It's a totally different story, too, not related to two things. Mr. Marshmallow and Marshmallow Fluff, they're not related. So, that, you know, that's another thing. And you might say, why isn't it? Is it you might say, is Marshmallow Fluff, like, besides your story, is Marshmallow Fluff and a marshmallow the same thing? I'd say, I don't know, because my mom won't let me buy it. And I had a fluffernutter one time at somebody's house, and and then my mom said it was dessert, not dinner. And so I couldn't have it. And then I said, well, what about a banana fluffernutter? And she said, no, it's still dessert. And then I said, okay, well, good night, Mom, I love you. And then they said, good night. Get some good night's sleep, good night, good night.